glad you are back. It's Wednesday, and this is the show that's all about the South. We accentuate the South. We are y'all. And I'm John. Good to have you back here on the All Southern Program, where you can call us anytime, 24-7, at 803-816-1170. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show and a whole bunch of other really neat ways for you to reach out and connect to us here on the All Southern Program. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have our ACC Spotlight, and we have decided to give Jonathan Leifheit a much-deserved break this week. But that doesn't mean we're slacking in our coverage of the Atlantic Coast Coverage. We're going to have a very a very informative correspondent from ESPN.com join us. David Hale, he's the college sports reporter for the website, and he is in Amelia Island, Florida, this very moment covering the ACC's spring meetings. And we've got a bunch of ACC basketball and football questions to ask David Hale of ESPN.com. And we, when we connect to him, hopefully he'll put down talking to Dabo Swinney enough to come over and talk to us. He might want to talk to Tony Bennett, the head coach of the Virginia Cavalier basketball program. Both Bennett and Swinney, you're defending champions of college basketball and college football. A pretty good gig David Hill has there in Amelia Island this week. And we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes in our ACC Spotlight. That's this hour. In hour two of today's Y'all Show, we'll kick it off with a little hashtag, hullabaloo. Got lots of fun there that we'll share with you. And then Precious Harris is going to join us for a star-studded report. We'll talk about Alabama on tour for their 50th year of music. Randy, Teddy, and Jeff, boy, they just are timeless and we love their timeless music we'll talk alabama the band alabama that is and also another band that's been pretty big in country music over the last 20 years rascal flats today is a special day for singer jada marcus of rascal flats we'll tell you why when we have our country music spotlight with precious an hour two want to let you know if you tune in tomorrow and we encourage you to do so it should be a law actually but on thursday's y'all show we're going to go to springfield missouri and june bug jamboree the latest the 25th june bug jamboree is getting ready to take place and we'll have a special guest from that festival come on in our festive south of a feature of june bug jamboree celebrating volkswagens not the june bug the the bug but the bug is in the car and we'll have a fun time talking a little cars and springfield missouri home of bass pro shops that's all on thursday's y'all show plus we'll have our sec spotlight we'll give you the latest with sec baseball and we'll let you know other happenings in the southeastern conference plus we'll have by the book where we look at new books coming out all that coming up on thursdays y'all hey and we're about to have another major in the world of golf and on Friday, we'll have our y'all.com Southern Golf Report and our friend from the Southern States Junior Classics, Jason Nall, will be back on the show with his complete preview of the weekends. And as we get ready for the second major of the year, the PGA Championship taking place at Beth Page Black in the New York City area. All that coming up on Friday, all right here on y'all. And we're glad that you could take some time to join us now. Let's start out this hour with a look at headlines and I don't know how in the world this is possible. Tough times in Washington County, Virginia this week, but it's there in a beautiful town of Abington, Virginia, in southwest Virginia. We are telling you another grisly story to tell you about, as that's the town, Abington, and that's the county, Washington County, Virginia, where over the weekend you had the guy with the machete out on the Appalachian Trail killing people, and now authorities there in Abington have said that slayings of two missing women and a missing teenage girl are attributed to a 
local carnival worker who lived in the Washington County, Virginia area. And this guy, the carnival worker, he met the victims while traveling around the South with his traveling carnival parade. And the sheriff's office in Abington in Washington County announced that 23-year-old James Michael Wright charged with murder. He's accused of fatally shooting all three back in February and March. And Sheriff Fred Newman of the Washington, Virginia, Washington County, Virginia Sheriff's Department identified the victims as 25-year-old Athena Hobson of Johnson City, Tennessee, 22-year-old Elizabeth Marie Vanimer of Carter County, Tennessee, and the last victim, only 17 years old, Jocelyn Alsop of Cobb County, Georgia, according to authorities, all killed by this carnival worker, James Michael Wright, there in southwest Virginia is where he lived. In a statement, the Johnson City, Tennessee police had reported Hobson was last seen with Wright. Newman said that Wright confessed to the shootings but called them accidental. A defensive attorney said that he's met with Wright but can't discuss their conversation. But three dead, all from a carnival worker, it appears, who lived in the southwest Virginia town of Abington. The Supreme Court won't consider expanding its juvenile death ban. The court refused on Tuesday to consider extending its ban on executing juvenile offenders to people who were as old as 20 when they committed their crimes. The justices also denied a stay of the execution of Michael Brandon Samara, who's scheduled to receive a lethal injection on Thursday at the South Alabama prison for his role in participating in a quadruple murder at the age of 19. The Supreme Court bans executing inmates who were younger than 18 at the time of their crimes. Samara's attorneys asked the justices to consider expanding their ban to include 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. They declined without comment to review the case. But a connection there with the U.S. Supreme Court not considering expanding its juvenile death ban. To Baltimore, Maryland we go, and a former Episcopal bishop who fatally struck a bicyclist while she was drunk and texting behind the wheel more than four years ago, has been released from a prison in Maryland. Heather Cook was the second highest-ranking Episcopal leader in the mid-Atlantic state of Maryland when the fatal Baltimore crash occurred two days after Christmas back in 2014. Her lawyer says she was released this week from the Maryland Correctional Institute for Women. She served just over half of the seven-year sentence she originally received for the death of Thomas Palmero, a married father of two who was fatally struck by Bishop Cook's vehicle. She had earned good behavior credits, and correctional officials have described her as a model inmate. She pleaded guilty to manslaughter, drunken driving, and leaving the scene, and resigned from the church in May of 2015. But this Episcopal leader there in Maryland, out of prison after serving roughly half of her term there, killing a man, sadly. The first black woman mayor in the Magnolia State has died. Civil rights activist from Mississippi and the former mayor of Mayersville, Mississippi, Unita Blackwell, has died at the age of 86. She died at Ocean Springs Hospital in South Mississippi. Blackwell grew up in the Mississippi Delta before becoming a civil rights activist and ended up in 1964 as a field secretary for the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, also known as SNCC. And she and other black residents of Issaquina County, Mississippi, tried to register to vote that year, but were rejected because of a test rigged for them to fail. And the 1986 documentary called Eyes on the Prize features her, but she was 
Again, mayor there in the same area as activist Fannie Lou Hamer, who was part of this Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party delegation that challenged seating of the state's all-white delegation at the 1964 Democratic National Convention. And from 1976 to 2001, Blackwell was mayor of Mayersville, which has a population of about 500 in the Mississippi Delta. Again, this first black female mayor in the state of Mississippi, which has more blacks elected to office than any state in the country. She's dead at the age of 86. The body of a Florida woman missing for nearly six years has been discovered inside a freezer at a scrap metal warehouse. Lillian Arguetta opened the freezer and screamed when she found this body. She said she originally thought the body was a witch or a mannequin, but this Florida woman has been missing for nearly six years, found inside this freezer, identified by the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office as 29-year-old Heather Lacey, who vanished back in November of 2013. The freezer had reportedly belonged to Jonathan Escarzaga, who was found inside his apartment dead back in February. The freezer was moved from his apartment to a scrap warehouse in Margate, 40 miles north of Miami, after the apartment manager hired a company to remove the appliances. And it wasn't even locked, according to the warehouse owners. And again, someone discovering this woman's body inside this freezer. Again, it looked like that freezer had been at the the uh, Jonathan Escarzga's apartment for quite some time. I'm not sure the connection there between him and the deceased Miss Lacey, but a gruesome discovery coming from South Florida. An accident on Tuesday while President Trump was in Louisiana, a police officer police officer escorting the president's motorcade was involved in an accident around Lake Charles, and the motorcade had to slow down as it passed the site of this accident. Reporters in a press car saw at least two officers on the ground and injured. Trump's armored limousine was unaffected. The motorcycle escorts stopped to deal with the accident, and some of them returned later to the motorcade. This happened on Interstate 10, just before the Trump motorcade crossed a bridge spanning Lake Charles. The president was in Lake Charles on Tuesday at an event at the Cameron LNG Export Facility to promote energy infrastructure and economic growth. And we sure wish those motorcycle cops the best, and hopefully all will be well in southwest Louisiana with Lake Charles, where the president was there on Tuesday. Georgia's insurance commissioner faces charges of wire fraud, mail fraud, and money laundering. The 38-count federal indictment was filed on Tuesday against Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner Jim Beck, who was just elected back in November. Hello, welcome to the job, Commissioner Beck. The charges stem from Beck's time as general manager of the operations for the Georgia Underwriting Association, which was created to provide high-risk property insurance to Georgia homeowners. He's a Republican and is accused of devising a scheme to defraud the association of millions of dollars. Not good news for this man there, the insurance commissioner of the Peach State. Again, just a few months on the job at that. I reckon there wasn't any way to vet him on what he might do when in office when picked to have that role. Have y'all heard about this new lawsuit filed against golfer Tiger Woods and his girlfriend at the restaurant that he owns called Woods? And the family of Nicholas Emmisberger, a 24-year-old, they filed a lawsuit claiming that their son, who was a bartender at the Woods in Jupiter, Florida, he was served excessive amounts of alcohol back on December 10th and that the bar employees there allowed him to drive his car with a blood alcohol content 
of about 2.256, more than three times the legal limit, and he crashed his car and was killed driving 70 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. The lawsuit contends that Tiger Woods, his girlfriend, who was a manager at the restaurant, and employees knew that Emmis Berger was a habitual drunkard, but nevertheless served him drinks. And now Tiger Woods being sued right on the eve of golf's second major of the year, the PGA Championship. Florida's civil laws are very different from most states. Serving a visibly intoxicated person is not a basis for a lawsuit, nor is allowing them to drive. And this lawsuit puts the responsibility on the intoxicated person to act responsibly. That is what the lawsuit's going to be challenging here. And maybe you might bring more attention to this law in the Sunshine State. Tiger Woods being sued for a, a horrible accident, killing one of his employees at his restaurant there in Jupiter, Florida. This story comes to us from the South, but it's our nation's capital where this happened. Several activists, they went inside Venezuela's embassy in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, and this helped highlight a dispute over who is the legitimate leader of the South American nation. The activists who consider socialist Nicolas Maduro to be the legitimate president have protested inside Venezuela's embassy in Washington for more than a month sometimes chanting slogans from the windows of the red brick building as opposition supporters heckle from the street. And all this happening not in Caracas, but right in D.C. And again, people in the embassy there protesting in Washington, D.C. Stop the coup is what they're saying. And if you you didn't know any better, it does kind of seem like the U.S. has backed this opposition guy, I'm sure for reason, but from the outside looking in it's not necessarily the the most pleasing thing not only for the u.s but all the countries who've backed this regime change now back to baltimore for a story a man there has pleaded guilty to embezzling not a couple thousand dollars but one and a half million dollars embezzling up to one and a half million dollars in upscale wine from customers who paid him to store the bottles which he then sold without their knowledge and then this plea agreement for William Lamont Holder of Hanover, Maryland, he's to be sentenced to 18 months in prison for his guilty plea to a wire fraud charge, and a judge in Baltimore must decide whether to accept the plea deal's terms. Holder owned and operated Safe Harbor Wine Storage. Private collectors and businesses paid him monthly fees and pickup charges to store cases of wine in a climate-controlled warehouse in Glen Burnie, Maryland. And from February of 2013 through December of 2017, his customers lost between a half million dollars to one and a half million dollars worth of wine that he sold to retailers and brokers without their consent. According to the filing, he was indicted on wire charges, wire fraud charges back in December. But that's a lot of wine. All you wine drinkers out there, hard to believe that wine could be so expensive. But I guess, I guess, and I'm no wine drinker, I guess that's part of the charm of drinking wine is is the sales tag on it right now to winston-salem north carolina there and a teacher is accused of storing a student's gun in the classroom paisley magnet school teacher sarah melissa wilson was arrested this week and charged with helping a minor possess a firearm on educational property the police in winston-salem say a student told wilson about the gun and gave it to her last month They say the 25-year-old teacher then allowed the student to pick it up at the end of the day, and the arrest comes as authorities investigate reports of a gun at the school last week. 
Police say the same weapon was involved in both incidents and charges are being sought against the initial juvenile and another who also possessed the gun on campus. So in an age where most people, and with good cause, really freak out with guns on school property, here's a teacher who, uh, according to this story, didn't do anything. She uh, uh, accused of storing the gun in class there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. A mysterious package addressed to a former senator caused one heck of a scare this week in St. Louis at a TV station there, but the scare was a little premature because this mysterious package ended up being a letter and a novelty and, and some novelty toilet paper. The package found Tuesday in the mailroom of KSDK-TV, the NBC affiliate in St. Louis. It was addressed to former Senator Claire McCaskill and the fire captain of St. Louis, he told the local newspaper that it was deemed suspicious in part because it had a heavy tape, no return address, and perhaps an odor. They evacuated the TV station, cordoned off a block before determining the package contained only President Donald Trump's novelty toilet paper and a letter to McCaskill. And I don't know if they know who sent this, but a bad prank there, bad, bad joke there played on former Senator McCaskill of Missouri there in St. Louis. Now, if you know the book and the movie To Kill a Mockingbird, and you know the TV show from the 70s, The Waltons, and Richard Thomas, who starred as John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Well, he is actually now starring in a national tour of To Kill a Mockingbird. It's traveling the country, and you too can see the 67-year-old actor take over his role as he has the role immortalized by Gregory Peck in the 1962 screen version of the Harper Lee book, To Kill a Mockingbird. This new touring production is actually an adaptation of Aaron Sorkin's Broadway story with a different cast and a traveling agenda that's touted as a two-year coast-to-coast tour. Bartlett Scherer is directing as he did on Broadway with Daniels in the lead role. That would be Jeff Daniels played the role of Atticus, but Finch now played by John Boy, Richard Thomas. Perhaps they're coming to the South in this tour that it's going to start in August of 2020. So it's, it's a ways away from getting going, but a touring version of To Kill a Mockingbird starring Richard Thomas in the main role. And our final headline of the day comes from the Sunshine State where a man reportedly told cops he thought playing basketball naked would enhance his skill level. You know, I should have thought of that. No wonder I'm not in the NBA right now. But 29-year-old Jordan Anderson was arrested Sunday after police allegedly found him shooting hoops in the nude at an Orlando area park. And he thought that it would make him a better basketball player. And now, instead of landing him a slam dunk, he's going to land in jail for a while. The Longwood Police Department there in Florida in the arrest report says that Jordan stated he was working on his basketball skills and he feels playing naked enhances his skill level. Investigators say they asked Anderson to put his clothes back on and he complied. They charged him with indecent exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor in Florida, and transported the hoopster to the local jail with a bond set $500. Jordan Anderson arrested over the weekend playing basketball naked at a Orlando area park. That's not a scene I want to see. That's not quite a slam dunk story here. Yikes. All right. That is a look at headlines. Hey, we've got basketball talk coming up with people with clothes on. 
When we return after the break, we're going to go to Amelia Island, Florida. That's where the ACC is currently holding its spring meetings. And we've got David Hale, a college sports reporter for ESPN.com, joining us with a talk about the ACC basketball and ACC football news. Plus, we'll talk to him about uh, his projection for things. All that coming up after the break. David Hale, ESPN, that's up next. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. The Y'all Show is back, and this is our ACC Spotlight here on this Wednesday edition. John Rawl now have David Hale checking in from Amelia Island, Florida. He's covering the ACC meetings that are going on this week, and David is a college sports reporter for ESPN.com. And David, I'm, I'm sorry you're having to talk to us when you could be out at the beach or on the okay. golf course. We, uh, I, I, we were talking about this uh, yesterday. We've got the the prettiest view we don't get to actually enjoy during this uh, these fun ACC meetings. We, we get to see the inside of the lobby at the Ritz-Carlton and out these big bay windows. You get to see the ocean, uh, but that's about as close as I get to the ocean while I'm here. Now, what you're attending for the 
folks listening to us in the SEC part of the South, this is the same thing that happens in the SEC in Destin? Is what happened? Okay. So did they distribute checks and stuff like that this week at Amelia Island? <laughs> Something like that, I'm guessing. I don't know. Shashevsky and Roy Williams aren't here, so I'm assuming nothing really important happens. Ah, okay. Well, we're going to talk to David about ACC football and ACC basketball, and with those two sports in mind, David, let me be the first to congratulate you. I know one. I know no one else has done this, but uh, you actually are the defending national champion of both football and basketball. <laughs> Not a bad yes. deal. Hey, I will take all, full credit for it. I've been waiting for uh, Dabo and Tony Bennett to send my uh, my playoff share here, but I, I, I check the mailbox every day and still no check, so I don't know what that's all about. Well, if you go back through the archives, David, Clemson's football program has kind of picked on you through the years. I think Ben Boulware at one point picked on you for misspelling his name, and Dabo's called you out before, so I don't know what's going on there with the chemistry with you and the Tigers. Hey, listen, it's just we've got to keep things, got to spice things up. That's all it is. All right. Well, we'll get into some of the football talk and stuff from last year and what we expect this year. But what what is the big story there at Amelia Island this week? You know, it's funny because a lot of it ends up being sort of a lot of conversations that don't lead to a whole heck of a lot. So you're seeing a lot of you know talk about some of the bigger issues that are kind of uh, facing things that are facing the sports in a, a more broad sort of way. So you've got a lot of talk about transfers and how best to handle that. There's talk about, you know, what's going to happen as gambling becomes legal in more and more states that affect the ACC. How are they going to handle that? Um, so there's some of the bigger picture stuff. And then, you know, we were just talking to Leonard Hamilton, uh, the coach of Florida State basketball, about the net rankings and, and how that impacts uh you know, what teams are getting into the to the NCAA tournament field. And so it's it's from very minute discussions on up into, you know, officiating and into, you know, the big sort of big picture items. Um, and as Leonard pointed out, we spent a long time talking about it to never get any answers. Well, one of the things the ACC did way back in the early 80s, I think it was, is it introduced a three-point line to college basketball. And I don't know if you saw the news out this week with the proposal for the NCAA, but they're thinking about pushing it back to an international link. Is, is that come up at all in the discussions of the ACC meetings? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that they're sort of gauging the uh, the temperature in the room to see the enthusiasm from coaches about it. I, you know, I think particularly the way the direction that the game is going, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And particularly when you look at, you know, look the, the international game, in some respects is probably the more apt comparison for a lot of these kids. It's where, you know, probably there's, you know, 20, 20 guys that might go onto the NBA and play there on a, on a long-term level, but you're going to see a lot of guys go and start playing internationally. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I haven't really heard a dramatic amount of pushback from coaches. I, you know, well, there's always somebody who's got a problem with, <laughs> with everything, but I think largely this is, that's a, a, an idea that would have some support. And again, if the NCAA approves this, this would go into effect for Division One this coming basketball season. So maybe your favorite basketball court might get a different design before the start of basketball this year. Yeah, I mean, hey, we'll get some, get, whoever goes out and paints the logos and stuff on there, let's get them. It's good. This is a, it's an economic stimulus package. Yeah, it's a good time to buy stock in those companies that do that kind of work because it looks like they're probably all going to have a lot of work between now and in November. David, let's, we're going to talk a lot of football, but let's go ahead and so, since we are talking a little basketball here, you mentioned Tony Bennett, head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers. Is he in Amelia Island this week? He is here. And it's funny. We were talking that, you know, with all the football coaches here and, and football, of course, is the, 
the big 3000 pound gorilla, but Tony Bennett kind of just can wander through the hallways and blend right in. And I'm like, I just won a national championship a couple of weeks ago and just blends right in with the scenery. Yeah. Do you know if he had a chance to play at Augusta National? That was one of his goals. Ooh, I have not had a chance to ask him that, but I would, uh, you know, I think if you win a national championship, you've earned that. You've earned one one round at Augusta. Yeah, one round. And, of course, that follows the Masters just after the national championship game played on that Monday. So good timing there for Coach Bennett. And, okay, you mentioned transfers. We're seeing a bunch of transfers in, transfers out of the ACC right now. And is, is some of this dealing with this transfer portal, is that part of the discussion, too, about maybe adapting or changing that a little bit in the future? Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of concerns among uh, coaches and ADs about, you know, how many kids are, are doing this, what the repercussions are from them doing it whether they're getting enough information before they decide to go that route, um, you know, how they're handling the decision, how coaches, you know, how aggressive do they want to be with, with trying to get players out of the transfer portal and, and come to their campuses? You know, how does that affect scholarship numbers, which is, is certainly a big thing. Um, and then, you know, the, the whole uh, notion of whether the NCAA is going to grant um you know, conditional playing time, you know, or, or do you have to sit out a year? Or do you not, you know, is, is a waiver coming or not? And, you know, one of the things they were talking about today is that, that, you know, the, the, the narrative has sort of been that you know, a bunch of kids are getting waivers and it's no big deal. And if you transfer and you come up with any sort of lame excuse for why you had to transfer, the NCAA will approve your waiver. And the numbers actually don't necessarily bear that out. There's just been a lot of higher profile guys who have been able to, to do that. Um, but it's, you know, to me, I think, and, and a lot of the coaches, the fact of the matter is it's new. It's new and they're still sort of getting used to how it works and figuring out. I think there's a general a general belief that the idea is good, but how do we tweak it to make it work a little bit and function a little bit better for, for everybody? And it's sort of the, the growing pains, I think, of a new system. Um, so it's, you know, I, I, I have not heard anybody say, oh, this is a terrible thing. I think everybody's kind of in favor of empowering the players a little bit more. It's just a matter of, you know, where where should some lines be drawn and what, you know, that coaches don't like not knowing what to expect. And I think that's part of the problem with the transfer portal right now is there's a lot of unexpected still out there. One of the things that I found interesting in the transfer portal process is you're seeing kids who've played at much smaller colleges go there, play a year or two, and then because of the transfer portal, they're able to move up to an ACC school in their last year or two of play. And that's something, I guess, when you come out of high school, you think, well, if I don't go to Duke or UNC, I'm never going to get a chance. And this transfer portal is opening up an opportunity for kids who go to those smaller colleges to start off with to perhaps show their their talent at a lower level or they're all division one but maybe not as big as the acc level and then get a chance to play at the the premium schools i guess yeah and it's you know it's it's a double-edged sword is one of the things that's been talked about too is like it's great that those kids are getting the opportunity but is there also another you know 50 100 150 kids that that are putting their name into the transfer portal hoping that it's kind of like entering the nba draft early kind of you get some advice that you think it's a good idea. You put your name in, you know, the school you're transferring from no longer has to, is obligated to honor your scholarship. They're moving on. And then that opportunity doesn't present itself on the other end. So, I mean, I look for the kids who has worked out for, it's great. And again, I think most of the coaches agree that, that they're in favor of seeing this additional level of opportunity for, for those kids. It's just, is there, is there a side effect of some other kids are getting, 
hurt by the process too because they're going in with with bad information or the wrong information i think that's where they're trying to to figure out how they can construct a system that that will um still provide the opportunity for the kids who who warrant it but don't kind of you know throw a bunch of other kids over over the side of the of the boat with them one other byproduct of the acc being so darn good at basketball is you're seeing so many players with an opportunity to go off to the nba and we know about duke's talented lineup there but virginia has many of their players have are, are going to the nba so my question are the defending national champs going to be reloaded in time for 2019 2020 It'll be really interesting. I've talked to a few people who said this will be the most telling season of Tony Bennett's career of, um, you know, what, what can he do with the amount of turnover that he's going to have? I don't, I certainly don't think they're going to go into the season as prohibitive favorites. And, and I don't know that they're going to, you know, essentially run the table with the exception of the games against Duke as they did this year. But, you know, there's a lot of cachet that comes with winning a national championship, too. And you're not uh, you're not just bringing in schlubs after that. You can get some pretty talented players. And, and Tony Bennett, I think, has, has more than proven he's a pretty darn good coach, too. Well, David Hale is no schlub, and we're glad that he's talking to us here on the Y'all Show. When we come back after the break, David's going to tell us all about ACC football. And we'll get his take on how things are in the ACC leading up to the start of the conference schedule and more in a few months. David Hell, college sports reporter with ESPN.com, is our special guest. Our ACC Spotlight continues after this timeout. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. (laughs) The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl, easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed.
The Y'all Show is back. I'm John Rawl. We have David Hale, ESPN.com's college sports reporter, joining us here in this ACC spotlight. We'll have Jonathan Lifei back on next week, our usual go-to guy, but we're letting David report to us this week as he's at the ACC spring meetings taking place at Amelia Island, Florida this week. All right, David, we've talked basketball. Now time to turn our attention to a little gridiron discussion with you here. And you mentioned how you're there at the ACC meetings and how many of the ACC football coaches are in attendance this week? Oh, they're all here. You know, I don't, I, I don't know what kind of special, uh, special treatment some of the basketball guys get, but the football ones all end up here. So, um, but, you know, I think that's the reason they schedule it at, at a place like Amelia Island. It's good, uh, good motivation to get some of the football play, football coaches and their families to come down. So the coaches all get to sit in meeting rooms and the families go out and enjoy the beach. Now, these spring meetings, just like in the SEC, they usually last at least two days and the coaches usually come and spend the night. So it's not like your, your let's say, media day for the conference for football where they might zip in and zip out. I know the ACC now has, I think, it on two days where the coaches are all there. But a lot of conferences like the SEC, they show up for a few hours and they're back on the plane and out of there. This is really a chance for the coaches to to bond and catch up with all their coaching peers. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the things you hear from them is like, it's just, especially the way things change and, and, and the way the conferences are set up now where there's, you know, you got new coaches, but you got, you know, bigger team, bigger conferences and you've got so many rules changes and things to come up every year that it's really sort of important to kind of get some face time with everybody, get, get things out in the open, talk about things and discuss like, you know, all right, I, that, that at our school, this is a huge problem. How do you see it? And, and some of that feedback is sort of a necessity. Uh, I think people, kind of downplay the the impact that a little bit of FaceTime among a group like that is accomplished as a lot of them are. Um, it's 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 nice to sit down and, and actually get some FaceTime with the other folks. Well, the guy who's getting a little FaceTime is a new old face, and that's Mac Brown, the new yeah. coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Have you had a chance to catch up with him? Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, you can tell with Mac. I mean, he's the, the the great thing about Mac is he's uh, he's always enthusiastic to be wherever you happen to have him. Um, and and so yeah, he's it's been it's been nice having him back. And it's it's like you said, he's a new face, but at the same time, he's got a little bit of that. Uh, the, the the he's been he's been around the block a few times, so I think everybody's eager to sit back and hear what he has to say. Now, I know Scott Satterfield is another new face, not an old new face, but a new new face. Other new coaches in the ACC this year include, David? Uh, it's Jeff Collins at, at uh, Georgia Tech, of course, and uh, Manny Diaz at Miami. So Manny, sort of a, a new head coach, but he's been at Miami as the defensive coordinator for a couple of years. Jeff Collins is a jo- longtime Georgia Tech guy who's coming from Temple. And, and honestly, I think one of the most fascinating, you know, strictly from a sort of an in, insider's point of view of, of how do things go in football that, you know, between the, reading between the lines a little bit that, you know, going from an option offense that Paul Johnson's run at Georgia Tech for more than a decade now and Jeff Collins trying to come in and, and change that up and get into more of a, a, a modern day style. Um, we haven't seen something like that in a long, long time at a school, the level of Georgia Tech. And I think it's really fascinating to see how that process will unfold this year. I would say Coach Collins is winning the excitement award of all the ACC coaches, at least what happened in spring ball. Even in the spring game, I don't know if you saw the very first play that Georgia Tech lined up on offense. Did you see that? Yeah, what they had like what did they have two tight ends and ran in a shotgun or something like well, that. No, they got up behind center like they've done for oh, right. all the years yeah, under yeah. Paul Johnson, like they were going to run an option play. 
and then he stopped and backed up into a shotgun which i guess they never had during paul johnson's era yeah. and the crowd clapped and it was it was a fun moment there in atlanta and i think that's you know I, i've said this about like you know bamber's job at, at, at syracuse is that sometimes when you know you're not going to win a whole bunch of games right away the best thing you can do is is have some fun with it and make sure that the fans feel a part of the, the the growth process too and have a reason to get excited and show up at the at the stadium and i think that's exactly what jeff collins is doing like i don't know how many games they're going to win there may not be a lot of time to talk about wins and losses at this point uh as he's rebuilding things but there you know i think the enthusiasm is the thing that you have to sell right now and he's certainly doing a great job of that well i don't think georgia tech had a empty barrel there when paul johnson left that this is a team that went to a bowl game last year but the real question is how's jeff collins going to come in with a whole new offensive system and will that be a major learning lesson for georgia tech's football program or will they take what the talent they had and just adjust it and do even better this year yeah, I mean, I, look, it's I, I don't know what the template is. You'd have to go back a lot of years probably to sort of the, the you know, maybe the Frank Solich Nebraska teams and, and some of those things that, that it's been probably close to 20 years since we've really seen a high-profile team go from an option offense to, you know, a pro-style or spread-style offense. And so I, I don't know that there's really a template of what to expect. I mean, certainly the, the, the type, the player type that uh, – Paul Johnson was recruiting for his offense is different than the player types that uh, that that Jeff Collins is recruiting now, and you know they signed tight ends for the first time in, in a decade there. So some of this stuff is going to be brand new, and I think it's going to take some time. It wouldn't surprise me if they're a little better than we all are giving them credit for. I don't know if they're going to go you know two and ten this year. I think they'll be a little better than that, but it'll be interesting. I, I, I you know I don't know that anybody knows exactly what to expect from it at this point. And the Yellow Jackets have a big game to start the 2019 season. They start on a Thursday on the brand new ACCN. That's the new network for ACC football and more. And David Hale, who is a college sports reporter for ESPN.com, has written about the ACCN uh, probably more than you'd like to, David. So what's what's the latest on that as it gets ready to roll out in August? Yeah, you know, I mean, so, uh, of course, ESPN is uh, is – part part owner of the the acc network no congratulations you're a, you're a part you're a part owner <laughs> know, of the acc again another check i've been waiting a long time for i don't uh but no you know i think we're all excited about it it's been a long time coming for the acc there's you know we're, they're they're stacking up uh uh games and and to kind of fill that early season schedule as you said the georgia tech clemson game uh to start the year is certainly going to be uh, a good one nothing like getting the national champions on on tv early um, but, you know, it's uh, they've made some really interesting hires in terms of the folks that are going to be, you know, sort of the talking heads of the of, of the network, whether it's uh, West Durham and Mark Packer, who I think are going to be hosting the, the morning talk show. And uh, Eric McLean, who I've known for a long time at, at, from Clemson, will be one of the uh, analysts and along with Mark Richt, Roddy, Roddy Jones, who played at Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson. So some really good names. I think some really insightful personalities. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, and, and, you know, the beauty of it, too, is uh, for as long as we've been sort of talking about it, I think this year is going to be a lot of uh, trial and error for the ACC network. So we'll see some we'll see some fun and innovative things. And hopefully most of it works. And, and the stuff that doesn't will hopefully at least be interesting. Well, I hope the fun and interesting part of the ACCN will be just as good as what, David, what you do at ESPN.com. Now, I have found an article that you put up looking at Clemson's defensive numbers 
saying what's next for Clemson's defense. And so we better give the defending national champs of football a little airtime here on today's y'all show with you, David. <laughs> what's this all about? Yeah, so I just kind of was curious, you know, as they're replacing this entire defensive line, and they've done a great job of replacing uh, some defensive linemen that were real good from Vic Beasley and Grady Jarrett and uh, Shaq Lawson and those guys over the years. You know, what what's to expect? What are, what, are, what are the real numbers? And when you start getting into what the impact of those four guys who were all drafted uh, in this last draft uh, with Christian Wilkins and Cleveland Farrell and Austin Bryant and Dexter Lawrence and and they were really, really good. You know, it's it's easy to say, oh, that was a really good, talented group. They all got drafted, really good guys. Then you look at the actual numbers, and, you know, teams are rushing for less than two yards to carry against them. They, uh, Clemson's defense, when those four guys were on the field, allowed, like, less than three and a half yards per play. That's insanely good. And you look at, at just the impact that they had on the national championship game, and I think it was, you know, they, they really stunned Alabama – particularly in the red zone and goal line situations. And, um, you know, look, is that repeatable with, with a new set of guys? Clemson certainly has recruited really, really well over the years. They've got some talented guys ready to step into bigger shoes. But the, the, the foursome that they're leaving behind, those guys don't come around every, you know, very often. And, and certainly they don't come around together very often. So I think it was sort of what I wanted to do was kind of put a little bit of a bow on that and say, boy, I hope everybody appreciated just how good these guys were. Well, David writes a lot of great stuff at ESPN.com. You also can go to his website, DavidMHale.com. On Twitter, David can be found at A David Hale Joint. Now, how in the world did you come up with that kind of Twitter name? A David uh, Hale Joint. Hey, I'm just not just stealing from Spike Lee. That's all I was, that's all okay. I was doing. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking a little ACC sports. Now, one thing I do want to mention before we hang up with David, ACC baseball, the final regular season of ACC baseball winds down this weekend. And looking at the standings, Georgia Tech has a one-game lead in the Coastal Division over UNC and Miami. And on the Atlantic side, Louisville, they look like they're getting the catbird seat there. They've got a three-game lead over NC State. The Cards and Dan McDonald are 19-8. and NC State and Florida State both have 16 and 11 marks and that's acc baseball again winding it down this week the acc tournament next week and again we encourage everybody to go find david's great work at espn.com and on his personal website as well and he's the college sports reporter and covers the acc beat and david we thank you for taking the time to join us from amelia island now perhaps you can go jump in the uh, beach if you get a chance or hit a golf course I will see it. Hopefully do something something entertaining outside. But thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. All right. David, hell, everybody. When we come back in hour two of the Y'all Show, we'll talk country music and we'll have hashtag Huddle Blue. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Mm-hmm.
This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, 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 it's the Y'all Show. Good to talk to you today. I'm John Rawl. Oh, yeah, this is y'all, and we have a lot of good stuff coming up in the next part of the show. We, this hour, we're going to have Precious Harris drive by with a report on all things country music. We're going to talk Alabama. We'll talk Little Rascal Flats, Bellamy Brothers, and more, all coming up later this hour in our country music spotlight with Precious Harris. You don't want to miss the fun there. This is Hashtag Hullabaloo, and... I'll go ahead and give you a little tease of what we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk birds. We're going to talk biscuits and a lot of other really fun stuff. So what a combination and hashtag hullabaloo. We'll start that in a second. After I remind you here on the y'all show, you can connect to us with our telephone number. You can call, you can text our number 803-816-1170 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at y'all show. Our website is y'all.com. Our Facebook page is y'all.com on Facebook. And you can also go to the various apps to listen to the show. We're on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the 
TuneIn Radio app, and we're on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do on those three is to search for Y'all Show. You'll see this show. It's a free download. It's a free way to get the show set up to go right to your smartphone and or your iPad each and every day. We want you to connect to us, and that's the way, that's the way we can connect to y'all. All that right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. All right. It's hashtag hullabaloo, the hump day edition of the Y'all Show. And we're going to start talking about birds here. And I'm not going to give you the bird. I'm going to tell you about the bird. And this is something I saw on Facebook. I saw it on Twitter. And if you haven't heard about it, it comes to us from Knoxville, Tennessee. And a yellow cardinal was spotted in East Tennessee. And researchers say it's a one in a million sighting. Jimmy Tucker is a wildlife photographer. And in Knoxville, he's president of the Tennessee Ornithological Society. And he said a retired biologist contacted the local bird club to tell them that there was a yellow cardinal hanging out around her home in Kingston, Tennessee. And Tucker went to work with his camera and a beautiful picture. If you haven't seen it, you might want to find the Knoxville chapter of the Tennessee Ornithological Society, this beautiful yellow cardinal. I'd never seen one. I never knew this was even possible. I thought they kind of came in one color, and that would be red. Now, we have a reason for why cardinals can be yellow. It's The reason is it's a rare coloring that's yellow cardinals are missing a usual enzyme that converts the yellow pigments in food they eat to red pigments. Yellow cardinals sightings have been lighting up the internet over the last few years, and we've also seen on social media, I have at least, some other sightings in the not-too-distant past of yellow cardinals in Georgia as well as Alabama. And again, if you see one, it's not the end of the world coming. There's about a one-in-a-million chance that you'll see a cardinal. But if you really stop and think about it, how often do you really see cardinals? They are pretty hard to spot. Actually, over the weekend, I saw one hanging out around a garbage can, which is pretty unusual. They usually have a better taste. But yeah, cardinals, of course, North Carolina loves cardinals. It's the state bird there, and other states have it as a state bird. But they are beautiful creatures. And how about that? A yellow cardinal coming from East Tennessee. I'm surprised that thing wasn't burnt, uh, not burnt orange. What do they call it, Tennessee? Big orange. I guess that's what the color, the hue is. I think it's Pantone 151 that shows my knowledge of Tennessee Falls sports. But how about that, Tennessee fans? You'd probably like if it's going to be an orange, orange, big orange country. A little bright orange, a little burnt orange color cardinal floating around instead of yellow. When you see that yellow, you might think it might be a Vanderbilt Commodore bird floating around East Tennessee. But uh, good stuff. And if you see the cardinal, take a picture. Put it out on social media. We'll talk about it. But yes, there is such a thing as a yellow cardinal. Rare, but they do exist. Which means maybe next year, the St. Louis baseball cardinals might just have to add yellow to their color scheme how cool would that be to see them come out with a yellow wardrobe for one of their games i am telling you something a day after the fact but i'm i'm sure y'all are still celebrating on tuesday it was national buttermilk biscuit day across the land and did you celebrate we know it's already on your calendar and you're already putting it in next year may 14th of 2020 national buttermilk biscuit day And to help the country celebrate, and I'm a little mad about this, Popeye's got in on the fun 
Popeye's Chicken, you know, out of New Orleans. They served up in select locations on Tuesday adorable heart-shaped biscuits for National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. And here's my rub with Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. The biscuits were only available at locations in New Orleans, which I'm okay with that. That's the home of Popeye's. And was Al Copeland helped start that chain, who went on to have Copeland's New Orleans, which was a big restaurant in a lot of towns. But the heart-shaped biscuits available on Tuesday were only in New Orleans, New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles, which is actually surprising to me that Popeye's has locations in all three of those big-time towns, Chicago, L.A., and New York. I, I didn't know. I mean, there's areas of the South Popeye's is really weak in. I think part of that might be Bojangles out of Charlotte, North Carolina, has a big presence from, let's say, Nashville now eastward into the Carolinas. That's Bojangles country predominantly. Popeye's does exist in those same areas. Unfortunately, Bojangles, I know you're listening. I love Bojangles. I really love Bojangles. Bojangles has incredible biscuits. And I I don't know if Bojangles celebrated National Buttermilk Biscuit Day on Tuesday, but they should have. I would say Bojangles biscuits are better than Popeye's. That's my expert opinion here. And Bojangles has, here's my rub with them. Dixon, Tennessee is the demarcation line going west for Bojangles. There's a Bojangles in Dixon just off of Interstate 40. And to my knowledge, you will not find another Bojangles that point west in Tennessee. You won't find one that far west in Alabama, nor in Mississippi. In fact, they had some Bojangles for a very brief time in Columbus and Starkville, Mississippi, and they went out of business. I don't know how a chicken restaurant, especially a fast food chicken restaurant, could go out of business anywhere in the South. But they they sure did there in the Golden Triangle of Mississippi a couple of years ago. Great locations, too. I, I don't know what the problem was. I guess the people around Starkville, Columbus, West Point were so in love with Popeyes, they didn't want to support Bojangles. But yeah, that's that's uh, good news on a National Buttermilk Biscuit Day recap for you here. And you could have gone if you were lucky to live in places like New York, L.A., and Chicago, but not places like Nashville or Birmingham or even Atlanta. You couldn't have had the heart-shaped biscuits on National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Biscuit Day. What a shame, Popeyes. Next year, we want you to roll out those cute little heart-shaped biscuits all over Dixie. And do it more than just on May 14th. Do it every day of the year. That would maybe help me change my mind on your biscuits falling behind Bojangles. Bojangles, number one. Popeye's, number two. In my expert biscuit opinion. Kelly Keeks is on Twitter. And it's at Kelly, K-E-E-G-S. And Kelly, very sarcastic and the tallest of my friends, Big on Chardonnay and the host of Wine, not Wine, but Wine, W-H-I-N-E, Wine with Kelly. I'm going to have to check out that, Kelly Keegs. And here's what Kelly wrote this week on Twitter. She literally told him to get to stepping. Ha ha. Oh, thank God I haven't lost all of the Southern phrases I learned down South with my friend, hashtag Matt Donald. And this is, she's talking about the Bachelorette. And sadly, although I did not see this episode when it aired on television on ABC, 
I actually saw it somewhere else on socialist media, and I can report to you what at wine with Kelly was reporting on. And that is on the bachelorette this week. You had a good Southern gal. That's evidently the person that everybody's trying to saddle up with and marry. And the lady, I don't even know her name, so I'm not going to tell you the, the scoop here. You're not going to get the dirty info coming from me at least, but on the bachelorette this week, she pretty much, I don't know if she got a tip or what, but one of the, competitors trying to get her love and get her to marry him perhaps she found out he still had a girlfriend and she put a southern verbal beat down on this poor fella which hey he went on the bachelorette and he still had a girlfriend he admitted that he talked to her like every week even on the bachelor or the bachelorette or whatever the show is uh bachelorette she's a yeah it's bachelor if the if it's a guy it's bachelorette if it's a girl that all the guys show up trying to get see that shows my great knowledge of all these reality shows it's time some of these shows go away let's be honest a lot of these shows were created because of the television writer strike 15 20 years ago and that's why you had a lot of the the regis uh, who wants to be a millionaire or whatever the show he was on that was a direct result of some of the TV shows that required writers not being produced, they came up with that darn thing. And that's my final answer. But, man, some of these shows have had a lot longer life than I ever thought would be possible. Now, we do have some good original shows being produced and put on network television these days. But I remember, and this is me being an old fuddy-duddy, I remember when you didn't have all this reality television. About the only reality television you saw was on cable. And do you know who the granddaddy of all reality TV shows was? I think I'm right on this. The show that I almost made it to, I got down to the final cut and they didn't pick me. The Real World on MTV was the first reality television show that was made available nationwide. Pretty sure I'm right on that. That, That's at least what they were telling us back in the 90s. And I'm not going to fight them. But Kelly, thank you for letting us know all about this week's episode of The Bachelorette and the 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 pain put on this poor guy who was trying to have it both ways. He, he was what we call a player, and he got busted. Amy in Alabama. It's N-A-B-A-Y-M-O-N. Just me is what Amy in Alabama puts on her profile on Twitter. And she wrote, if you're a Southern... You'll understand the anticipation. And she put a picture there on her tweet this week. And Amy in Alabama, I'm trying to sort of figure out your humor or maybe you're trying to share a tip. I really don't know what way you're going with this. Maybe I just don't understand you. (laughs) But you put, if you're Southern, you'll understand the anticipation. And she included a picture of a, a tomato plant outside growing a very small tomato plant but it's got two pieces of white bread kind of attached to it and below the bread is a duke's mayonnaise jar turned over sideways and maybe i'm just smart enough to i'm not smart enough to not to understand what the world she's getting at i just don't i don't i don't get it i guess it could be an announcement that duke's mayonnaise bread and tomatoes a great combination yeah i would agree with that a lot of people in the south that is a staple especially when we get into 
prime tomato-eating season. I'm talking ripe tomato season, not tomatoes coming from Mexico. I'm talking the ones out in your garden. I don't think a lot of you have ripe tomatoes quite yet, but they're coming. Hopefully, the tremendous amount of rain that we've seen across Dixie hasn't screwed up people's gardens. But yeah, that if that's what you're trying to announce, that Duke's mayonnaise and tomato plants and the tomato that comes from them as well as delicious white bread not whole grain but white bread is the perfect combination and if that's what you're trying to kind of let everybody know amy in alabama then we accept that and we thank you for sharing that with us and since we're on the topic of mayonnaise specifically duke's mayonnaise i've got to share this gif someone put out on facebook this week that i found and I'm a native Carolinian. I think y'all know that by now, but this has got to do with South Carolina. But you could probably put most every southern state where Duke's mayonnaise is kind of a big deal in place of South Carolina. When I tell you about what I saw on Twitter and Facebook this week, it's a gif that says, I came up with the most South Carolinian insult ever. Y'all ready for the most South Carolinian insult ever? Here she goes. Your mom makes potato salad with hellman's oh that's pretty bad yeah you don't make potato salad in south carolina with hellman's it better be dukes and if you aren't up on the dukes mayonnaise craze then you should be and to dukes credit they've made a big push westward over the last few years and i think they're just about everywhere in the south i think i'm no stock owner in duke so forgive me if your state doesn't quite have it readily available Bree Compton is on Twitter at bcompton311, and her profile says, always darker days before brighter ones. Well, that's pretty good information to share with all y'all. Now, Bree puts on Twitter this week, homemade gumbo is the absolute best, and feel free to ask me, okay? Hashtag get in my belly, and she has a great photo of gumbo. Ooh, she's making me, I'm going to go have to find where I can get me some good gumbo for supper it's one of those photos that really jars me and it's like okay i hadn't been thinking about that but now that i see this picture i gotta go find me a gumbo and saltines pronto brie compton thank you for sharing that with us here on today's y'all show rachel williams at freakazoid on twitter that's f-r-k-a-z-o-i-d she writes in her profile everything is stupid well, Rachel, not the y'all show. Come on, give us a break here. Rachel put on Twitter this week, watching episode one of hashtag Chernobyl HBO and wondering why a show that is about a Russian event has characters that speak with a British accent. One time, I'd like to see a movie about another country and all the actors speak using a Southern dialect. That would be pure entertainment. Well, I feel you, Rachel. And why why did they have to pick British act the the, Brit- the the nasty British accent for this program about Chernobyl? You'd think they'd at least have a Russian accent, comrade. You'd think they'd have that, but you might as well just put on people from down in Georgia and down in Alabama and down in Kentucky and anywhere down here on a program about Russia. I think that would be pretty funny. In fact, I think most of the countries of the world who are keen on the American accents prefer to have someone with a Southern accent when they come to their country. Uh, Why have another darn Yank 
come to your country and sound like every other Yank. You want to have people that sound, well, uh, kind of like me. And I know there's people out there who win the award for being a whole lot more Southern in their speech than me, but we here at the Y'all Show, we're all about the South. And if you've got just a little bit of Southern in you and in your accent, we want you to accentuate that even more. Please, please, please. And be proud you're from the South. Right here on the Y'all Show, you don't have to pay anything. We just want you to pay us attention and like it and share it on social media. And, of course, when you go down to the church on Sundays or you are going to the post office and you're standing in line, we want you to turn around to a complete stranger and say, hey, that Y'all Show? That's a darn good show, and I want to tell you about it. Here's how you can listen to it. Again, you can find us via the apps like iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, and on iTunes Podcast, making it so easy for you to connect to the all-Southern program. When we come back, we're going to connect to Precious Harris. It's the Nashville Music Line, and she's going to have all kind of goodies coming from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. And you stay where you are, y'all, because that's coming up next. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Let's roll the windows down, turn the radio up, and let the wind blow through our hair. Love is reckless. Let's get reckless tonight. There ain't nothing out here but a big old Texas sky. There's a red sun painted across the Say it's reckless to chase it. 
Hard to believe, but that was the last number one for the group Alabama Reckless, going back to 1993, 26 years ago, when Randy, Jeff, Teddy, and Mark were atop the chart with that great song, and that song penned by Michael Clark and Jeff Stevens, Reckless. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. This is our, our, not only Alabama, but all of country music accent that we do here each week when we bring on precious harris and nashville music line to talk about all things country and the reason we're playing a little alabama well we want to talk about the group alabama first of all we better welcome in the madame of all things music row precious to the show hello precious hello everyone how i hope everyone's doing on this beautiful day today we are doing good some people might be having a little cloud cover or rain but maybe it's sunny in your neck of the woods. And yeah, music row, it's beautiful. Well, that's what we like to hear. Now, Alabama is a seven-time multi-platinum selling group, and they are still touring. They kind of had the retirement thing several years ago, Precious, and now they're together again and performing, and they're keep it, they keep adding concerts. They just added 30 new concert dates to the historic 50th anniversary tour. My goodness. Yeah, and yeah, and America's not through with them. They think that they want to retire and stay home with the grandkids and their and their farms. Because I think Teddy has about a thousand head of cattle uh, down in Fort Payne. He has a a special kind of a, a cattle that he's been breeding for thirty years to make it uh, very healthy. And it's uh, called South Pole S O U T H P O L L. To get a chance to look it up, but. What happened is they said, oh, everybody's coming out of retirement. Brooks and Dunn in Alabama. But what happened is, you know, after two or three years of being retired, when you've been on the road all that year, you look around you're like, I'm bored. I, my one thing I love to do is entertain, and I love the fans, so they go back out. But what brought Alabama out of retirement was when they had the, Al- the Bama Rising, the concert. They were offered um, several zeros behind an amount to come out of retirement and perform for the Bama Rising Tour for those severe flood that killed several people. And uh, so that's what brought them out of retirement. And they've been slowly getting full. And then once they got their new agency and some things happened, basically they said, okay, there's such demand. We're going to put together a tour. It is 50 years. I remember hearing them when I was in high school. It didn't seem like it's that long. Oh, my God. But it has been uh, since they've been on the playing but that's what's doing it. You know, like I said, they've got some real cool people. They got a Kentucky boy, you know, two Kentucky acts, actually. They've got John Michael Montgomery and Exile. And then, of course, John Anderson, which I interned for is on that. And, of course, Charlie Daniels, total Southern boy. And then, of course, my good friend Doug Gray and the Marshall Tucker Band. Yeah, those acts are appearing with Alabama during this 50th anniversary tour. Not all at the same venue. You might want to check out your local area. You can go get tour info and tickets at thealabamaband.com. And again, it's Randy, Teddy, and Jeff. Mark is not really part of the band anymore. Never was officially or somehow kind of crazy way. Mark Herndon, the drummer for a long time. Now, Precious, I want to ask you about Jeff. Jeff Cook of Alabama. He has been dealing with Parkinson's. Is that right? Yes. I was real surprised that it was even put together. But apparently he's on uh, the care of the physician and some of the things they're doing to help him with that. 
it's got it under control that he can play guitar okay well i know oftentimes you see randy and teddy doing most of the publicity for this 50th anniversary tour i was hoping you were going to tell me and i I think you're echoing the fact that jeff is a part of the tour just again with the side effect of parkinson's not exactly maybe what he once was but great to see these three together in their 50th anniversary tour alabama and would love to get some more music from them some new music if at all possible you know it has to fire up jeff and teddy and and also randy that the fact that a band like brooks and dunn is atop the country music album sales right now with reboot oh yes and of course teddy uh he actually did an album that i worked on as part of the 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 project team the project team in 2011 called teddy gentry's best new nashville and i had four clients on that record so he has had records out they just not been as an Alabama is like under the umbrella of that. It's been like on his own. We're visiting with Precious. She's the author of I Know Country, which has 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can buy and instantly download her book. A neat copy of version is available at com. And Miss Harris is also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. You can follow Precious Harris's blog at nashvillemusicline.com. And again, she's all over the music biz. And I can confirm that Precious has worked with people like Jeff and Teddy and Randy through the years. I know she worked closely with Teddy in the past, and that's how you know so much about his cattle. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, one day he'd created something to help farmers, and he goes, uh, Oh, he goes, can you put me on the Oprah show? She had a guest on her show that was about the agriculture business and what America has to offer to help other countries too. He, and he, so it just so happens that at the time, the producer of Oprah's show is a kid that I knew when he was an intern years before at WUSY in Chicago, a country station. So I hooked him up and uh, Eric, he looked at his bib and he said, Precious Harris, Teddy Gentry, chickens. <laughs> He's like, what in God's earth? But anyway, it was a cool get you know, but yeah, working for Teddy, it was very interesting and very fun. He's straight up, you know, country boy who can play bass. And I love his kids, his, 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 um, his two kids, um, that I know more than the rest of them is Josh. He comes to Nashville and sees me about once every four or five months. So I'm hoping to see him soon. So the big question here, everybody wants to know, Precious, did you get Teddy booked on Oprah? No, he didn't want to, he didn't want to be on there. He wanted to talk to her and her guests, but I did connect them. Uh, yes, they did get to talk. Yes, uh, he wanted to be he wanted to be on the Oprah show or get the person on the Oprah show to talk to about the cattle, and uh, I was lucky enough to make that happen. So yes, I feel okay. very very blessed about that. So I did make it work. I was hoping we were going to break some news today that because she wouldn't give Teddy Gentry an opportunity to come on the Oprah Winfrey show, that's why her talk show went spinning out of control and went off the air. No, unfortunately, I think she just had other th- obligations. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about some modern hit makers. Brett James, a few days ago, performed this week uh, a full house. He performed at Nashville City Winery, and this was the Grammy-winning award writer's first full band performance in 20 years and proceeds benefited Music Cares. Now, what, what's this all about? Maybe I have this written wrong. Well, Brett was an artist many years ago before he became a super mongoose like Carrie 
Underwood hit songwriter. This is Brett James, everybody, not Brett Young, who yeah, is no, a Brett Young, current right. hit maker. I, I guess I got confused on the names here. Brett James. Yeah, but Brett James, yeah. But they're friends. Uh, but yeah, Brett Young, he's a Cali boy. But Brett James has been in town. Uh, he was, he and I met many, many years ago, and I've watched, sort of watched him grow up and grow his career into multi, multi, many times over platinum status with some of the songs for Carrie Underwood and things that he's written. Um, but he is, uh, he also does a lot of charities, super, super charity work. Um, anyway, but he, I saw him at the Tan Pan South Earl this year. But uh, Music Cares is a nonprofit charity for the Recording Academy that actually helps people in need. Um, anyway, he performed his material. He's got a new album out, solo written, called True Believer and produced by him. That he's going to be, it's not out yet. It's going to be released later this year, but because I've seen him perform songs from that record already twice in the last two months, I just feel like it is out there. But he actually raised $5,000 for Music Cares, and I'm very happy with that because when I was going through cancer a couple of years ago, Music Cares paid one of my cancer bills and uh, actually put down the money for me to be able to have the surgery at the facility. Hmm. So I'm a huge, huge supporter of Music Cares. All right, and if you go back to the 90s, Brett James was an artist on Arista Records, and one of his songs was Chasing Amy, which got some some airplay back in the CMT days when CMT was country music and not whatever the heck they are now. Sorry, I'm a disgruntled former CMT employee here, Precious. (laughs) All right, let's talk about another newcomer, and that's James Wesley. He's a traditional country music singer. And he has released a new self-titled EP called, well, Self-Titled James Wesley. I guess he had to think long and hard about the release of that album. And he's got the lead single from that, Running. What do we know about Mr. Wesley? Well, a lot of the fans might remember him from being a different name years ago. Uh, He was James Prosser on Warner Brothers Records. Ah. And he had an album to go it was going to release and political things happen and they signed another artist, put the artist in front of him. But he's always either had a record deal or either had a publishing deal. So he's been successful just behind the scenes and not out front like an artist career. But uh, I've known him forever because he used to come in and Rodney Clawson, when, you know, Rodney, he wrote Cruise and married to uh, Nicole Gallion, who is the co-writer of Tequila. Uh Anyway, but they used to write in the same building with Mike Reed over there at uh, Extreme Writers Group. But I've known James for 25 years, so I'm very happy that he's got his record coming out because I do love his traditional country. And if you love the feel of Mark Chestnut and that type of traditional, then you're going to love James Wesley's music because he's never veered off to try to be the bro country or whatever. He's always been just really true to himself and his music and his fans. So I can't say enough great things about Mr. Wesley. Uh, we can't wait to hear that. Again, that's new music coming your way. We're visiting with Precious Harris. We'll go to a break. When we come back after the break, we're going to have a trivia question to ask. And we also have some news on Jay DeMarcus, the singer from Rascal Flats, and an important date today. And it was 15 years ago. Something happened to Jay that changed his life. We'll tell you about it when we come back. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? 
In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl. Easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. that you wow your hair got so long yeah yeah i love it i really do norma jean ain't that the song we'd sing in the car driving downtown top down making the rounds checking out the bands on doheny avenue yeah, life throws your curves. What a fantastic song, taking you back 15 years ago, these days from Rascal Flats. Welcome back. It's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This is our country music spotlight here on the All Southern Show. And we welcome in for that Precious Harris, author of I Know Country, and also Precious, a music career development consultant who emphasizes new and aspiring artists and songwriters in her consulting work. You can follow Precious's blog at NashvilleMusicLine.com. And Precious, Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats, today is a big day for Jay. You might want to find him if you see him walking around Music Row and remind him that today is his 15th wedding anniversary as he married Allison Alderson, a former talk about a trifecta allison alderson the pride of jackson tennessee she actually yeah she won miss tennessee teen when she was growing up in jackson and madison county and then she went on to win not only miss tennessee in 1999 she followed that up in 2002 with miss tennessee usa the trifecta but maybe her greatest feat was on this day 15 years ago she tied the knot with a guy named Jay DeMarcus, a darn Yankee. This great Southern belle from Jackson, Tennessee, surrendered to the North and married Jay DeMarcus. <laughs> I know, I know. And she's a sweet. If you were to meet Allison, I've met her at several, like the TJ Martell functions, because the Rascal Flats is huge involvement in that. But I've met her many times at country radio seminar and events and number one parties. And she is probably the quintessential, I think is the way you say it, Southern belle. Yep, uh, USJ Bruin turned Rhodes College in Memphis alum and then went on to Nashville to work in the biz. And she's been on television. She's been a reporter, I think, for CMT through the years. And she's a celebrity in her own right. Again, a former Miss Tennessee USA and a Miss Tennessee and married Jaden Marcus on this day back in 2004. Now, Precious, please tell us the story of how these two even met. Well, uh, there's a couple of, of stories how the boys met on, on the other one, too. But Jay actually met uh, 
Allison on the set while filming the video, the song These Days. And that's the reason we played that song just a second ago. Exactly. And now the other one, um, let's see, there's Jay. Joe Don. Joe Don. Yeah, Joe Don. Sorry. And I know these guys. These were Shelly Wright's backup band in the early 90s, for God's sake. We used to run around together. Uh, anyway, Joe Don married a former Playboy playmate, and he met her on the set of their video. Hmm. One of the videos. And I can't remember the name of it. it I would just tell you it was a, a steamy shower scene. Ah. And I think the video might have got the little flack because it showed just a quick one second blimp of J Don's, I mean, Joe Don's backside. Ooh. 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 Well, that is the secret to a long and happy marriage, evidently, is being in a music video because tra- Travis Tritt met his wife on the set of one of his music videos. Yeah, and so did uh, Jake Owen met his first wife on uh-huh. the set of Music with Lacey. Okay. Well, how about yeah, that? She's, yeah, you'll see her in uh, Barefoot Blue Jean Night and Eight Second Ride. She's the girl, the lead in the Eight Second video, uh-huh. which my one of my former kids, Eric Durant, co-wrote with him. And then the other video, Blue Jean, Barefoot Blue Jean Night, um, she's on there in that video, too. So Jake Owen's no longer married to her? No, she's oh. actually married. Uh, she had a baby back in February, and she's actually remarried to someone in Florida, and she spends her time there. And the, their little daughter Pearl splits her time between Jake's home here in Nashville with his new, um, with his new baby and the and his uh, girlfriend. Okay. And so yeah, but she the little Pearl goes between Nashville and Florida a lot. Again today, the fifteenth anniversary for Jay Demarcus from Rascal Flats and his lovely bride. Allison Alderson DeMarcus, and we want to also let you know that Jay's got a new book out that's amazing. It's called Shotgun Angels, My Story of Broken Roads and Unshakable Hope. So in addition to being a great singer with Rascal Flats, Jay DeMarcus is now an author. So we wish him all the best on that front. All right, Precious, let's talk a little Bellamy Brothers. That's a band that I've grown up loving through the years and if you're a fan of not only the bellamy brothers but also of the dukes of hazard you can try and catch a rerun of the season two finale of the bellamy brothers tv show honky tonk ranch that airs on the cowboy channel and this episode features john schneider as he headed to the bellamy brothers florida studio to record a new track and found himself forced to rent the only car left on the lot an orange dodge charger with a broken door imagine that (laughs) I love John. He actually is being booked and managed by one of my friends um, from the Buddy Leah for the Buddy Leah Attractions uh, agencies where he first got signed to. But I met John several times and I got reintroduced to him in February of this year because his booking agent is one of my good friends is a breast cancer survivor, Donna Lee. And I'm a breast cancer survivor. And he has got a single on iTunes called I Hate Cancer. And uh, so he is a He's very much uh, an, an advocate for people who have cancer and anything to do with the health of that. I think he's lost. Uh, I wasn't for sure which family member it was, but he lost a very close member to cancer. But, uh, yeah, so he felt it very adamant about putting a single out called I Hate Cancer. And the song's very well written. I don't know if he co-wrote it or not. But if you get a chance to listen to it, it will definitely give you an insight to how he feels about this terrible disease. But he is a... But of course, the Bellamy Brothers, anytime you get two so- Southern Florida country boys together with someone who is total country, uh, it's a blast. And apparently, from what I understand from the Bellamy Brothers publicist, that John didn't want to leave. He wanted to hang out some more down there in Florida with them. Uh, Howard and David, the Bellamy Brothers. 
and they hung out they they did have some fun in fact they recorded a remake of the dukes of hazard theme song good old boys i can't wait to hear that one i know me too i'm excited because you know i love waylon i worked on waylon's album and i've loved him ever since i heard him in the early mid 70s late 70s but yeah i'm i'm about as country fan as you can get from waylon and willie and chris christopherson and donny cash the outlaws my friend used to actually play steel for them when they were the highwaymen on tour so you can't say enough good things about the you know the the history of the bellamy brothers and some of the people that they toured with and stuff speaking of the bellamy brothers can i ask you a question precious yeah yes if i told you you had a beautiful body would you hold it against me <laughs> as a matter of fact the video answer the question that, answer the question maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Okay. Maybe. Sorry to interrupt. What were you saying? Well, you know, my husband's in the videos, and uh, it's a hard, it's a, a hard way to make a hard living. That video, mm-hmm. hard way to make it easy living. Sorry, that video, the crooked record executive in that video. If you want to go to Vivo or go to YouTube and Google it for the Bellamy Brothers, is my husband. Ah, how about that music? And, and tell me, you met him on the set of that, and there, there's another love story here of music videos bringing people together. Is that is that the case? Well, what is really crazy is that we were on the set together for when he played the butler on John Anderson's Country Till I Die, and I never met him because I was working with the publicist, Jim Delacroce, on the set, and he was working on the actor set because he was the butler on the video. So we never met, but we were literally in the same room. Isn't that crazy? That is great. I had no idea Mike had that kind of repertoire when it comes to country music videos. Hey, we got to ask a trivia question before we forget, and then we'll answer it as we wrap up with you here on today's Y'all Show. Who performed at the White House? And by the way, Precious, don't answer this right now. This is a question for everybody to listen to. Who performed at the White House for President George W. Bush and Australian President John Howard on this date back in 2006? And when he was there, he sang, There Goes My Life and Back Where I Come From. We'll have the answer in just a few moments here, as this is our Country Music Report with Precious Harris, author of I Know Country. Precious, on last week's show, you reported that you were at that Music Biz event, and Darius Rucker received the Harry Chapin Memorial Humanitarian Award last week at Music Biz 2019, and I know you wanted to add some more info on Mr. Rucker. Yes, um Actually, I love Darius. I met him many years ago when I saw him sign a wish for a dying child and her family to go on a Disney cruise. And to, when was it? I think 1996, 97, before he was Darius Rucker, when he was Hootie back then. But anyway, but he's got a huge concert. If you're going to be in town the week of CMA, June the 3rd, uh, he's always does his Darius and Friends concert. Uh, this year, it's going to be at the Ryman. Uh, he's been doing it for the past decade. And he has literally raised $1.6 million for the St. Jude's Research Hospital since 2008. Uh, so when I did, when I met him early on, you know, in the mid 90s, we were actually doing a fundraiser for Make a Wish in Memphis, where St. Jude's is. So he's very much about children's causes and children's charities. So, uh, yeah, so if you get a chance, you're in Nashville, grab a ticket, sponsor something, make you feel good, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, June the 3rd. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah, don't forget his tour launches on May the 30th, too. It's Hootie and the Blowfish Group, ah. not the Darius Rucker tour. Yeah, okay. on May the 30th. Well, this week, a big week for Mr. Rucker as he celebrated a birthday on Monday as he turned 53 years old. Darius Rucker. 
from Ravenel, South Carolina, and a happy birthday. Other birthdays this week, Dustin Lynch had a birthday on Tuesday. He said he turned 34 years old. The late Eddie Arnold was born in Pinson, Tennessee, between Henderson and Jackson, Tennessee, born on this day back in 1918. Sadly, Eddie Arnold died back in 2008. Hey, today's KT Oslin's birthday. She's 77 years old today. Hard to believe that. And this no. week, yeah, wow. this weekend, George Strait will have a big birthday. May 18th is the King's birthday. But what about KT Oslin? I haven't seen or heard anything about her in recent years. Well, actually, she used to be Mike's neighbor years oh. ago in Green Hills. How about that? But I was going to, I actually saw KT last October. She got inducted into the National Songwriters Hall of Fame. And, of course, she was signed to RCA up on the fourth floor when I was interning on the third floor for B&A Records before I met you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, and she looked lovely. She looked lovely. And she was just so gracious and so kind and got to say hi to all my kids. I had 19 tickets bought. I, had two t- I sponsored two tables this year and uh, come by our table and said hi to everybody. And so did Reba and Ronnie and Kix Brooks. They were there, too spectacular spectacular event and uh yeah so i sort of wish she would come out of retirement but she probably won't but she was graced with that award after a very long overdue so uh and kt oslin it was 24 years ago hard to believe it's been that long but she had coronary artery bypass surgery back in 1995 right in the kind of heart or the height of her career i think that didn't help her out too much but some of the great kt oslin songs through the years Hold Me was a number one song, I'll Always Come Back, and then, of course, 80s Ladies, probably her signature song. Yes. That's what put her on the the global map, the 80s Ladies. Yep, yep. KT Oslin, good news there, and happy birthday, KT, today, turning 77 years young. Well, Precious, we have to answer our trivia question, and that question was, who performed at the White House for President George W. Bush and Australian President John Howard on this very day back in 2006? And when the artist was there, they sang, There Goes My Life, and back where I come from, Precious Harris, drumroll please, what is the answer? Is UT football's biggest fan, his name is Kenny Chesney. And a graduate of East Tennessee State University, go Buccaneers. Yes. Which... They played Tennessee this past year in football season. And Kenny Chesney better have been wearing navy and gold to Neyland Stadium for that one. <laughs> I know he's pretty good friends with Peyton Manning, you know, from years ago. Peyton seems to come, you know, with him and Brad Paisley's commercials, which are cr- incredible. But, yeah, you know, the, Kenny is a UT fan, though. He really is, uh, even though he we, went to East Tennessee. Precious, we know. Just kind of, kind of like you're a big Louisville Cardinals fan. Oh, 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 no, 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 oh, no. My car is Kentucky Blue. I know. I've seen the Smurf Mobile. I have seen it right there on Music Row. Precious Harris, thank you so much for all that you provide the audience here on the Y'all Show with your country music knowledge. Again, go check out Precious at iknowcountry.com and nashvillemusicline.com. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. We'll have a great, great week. All right. I'll talk to you next week. I got a surprise. Oh, we love surprises. That's precious here. And that will conclude our y'all show here on this Wednesday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to have more fun. We're going to actually spotlight the upcoming June bug jamboree taking place in Springfield, Missouri. 
and we'll have an SEC baseball extravaganza and more inside information coming from the SEC, including what's happening in Oxford, Mississippi. All that on the Thursday. Y'all talk with a Southern accent. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Bonds are deposited for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval... You could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151.